Welcome back to She Got Goals podcast. This is episode number seven. Seven. (laughs) Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you listening to She Got Goals podcast, where our mission is to support and motivate women in countless areas of life. Our goal is to mentor the next woman going through career headaches, (laughs) relationship woes, family drama, loss of a loved one, and everyday chick stuff. That's right. And I am Shayna. And I'm Daynette. And we are two alpha females who are both learning and navigating life after 40. And before we get started, we want to remind everyone that we are available everywhere. Everywhere, guys. podcast uh, is available. Everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) As always, if you want to uh, propose a topic... And if you have any comments or suggestions, please give us that feedback. You can reach us on Instagram. Have you friended us on Instagram? Follow us. Oh, follow us. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm thinking about Facebook. Facebook. Have you liked us on Facebook? Have you followed us on Instagram at She Got Goals Podcast? Or you can actually send an email to us at She Got Goals Podcast at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you. Please. We love feedback. We've been getting so much of it lately. It's been good though. It has. It's been great. Yeah. And oh, let's just before we get started. Uh We had like a groupie, like a shout out. (laughs) (laughs) Like like yesterday. Tell us about the groupie shout out. Oh my gosh. So I'm I'm meeting Shayna for at happy hour and I was running late. And so she's already there at the spot that is nice outdoor spot by the Navy Yard. You guys gotta go down by the Navy Yard. It's It's really really nice nice. if you're in the DC area. Yes, yes, yes. Um and I'm as I'm approaching the restaurant a lady yells out she got goals podcast and i was like oh my oh hi and i'm thinking i'm thinking that Nat had her she got goals shirt that has her face on it and i'm like did she have her shirt to work did I she really out. wear that to a happy hour like, i was like i'm not wearing our shirt how does she know who I-? okay so she must already know Shayna. okay so hi thank you it was so amazing. But I did not know them. Yeah. I clearly was talking to my girlfriend, Jen. Shout mm-hmm. out to Jennifer. And, um, you know, I was like, Dana, how you know these people? That she, how did they, how do, do we have fans? We have do fans. Do we have fans? We have fans. We're getting noticed. <laughs> We appreciate you guys listening Yay. so much. You don't know what it's like when when people send a message or stop stop or the people who know us are like, you know what, you guys, your podcast sounds really good or it helped me or I really like this message or really touched my spirit. It's just like, really? really? Oh my god! And you know, I guess we started and we didn't even think about the exposure. I really didn't. I didn't. No. Because even today, when I had a major meeting with the head of the agency. Three women, oh my colleagues, I should say, were talking about my podcast. Like, Shayna, we need to do a topic on this. I'm like, okay, hello, hi. I'm keeping the professional tone. Like, oh, I had to switch up because that's my other side of Shayna. So when they were talking about the other side, my afterlife, Uh after work, I was like, oh yeah, ladies, we can talk about that later. But let's, you know, talk about meeting a hand. Let's be professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cute. It was cute though. He was cute to my uh, my uh, colleagues. So shout out because I guess we are getting. 
notice and I forget yeah. things. And it's all because you guys really uh, keep you. the comments and the feedback coming. We really appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. Well, I think this this topic that we're going to talk about today mm-hmm. uh, goes to what I just said in my um, <laughs> few seconds ago about the meeting I was attending. Climbing the corporate ladder. Yes, career goals. Career goals. And I will always, well, I just got off a definition. Um, is a career goal is a well-defined statement explaining the profession that an individual intends to pursue throughout his or her career. Hmm. So, Danette, did you have uh, career goals uh, defined all the way to the T of where you are today? Lord, let me tell you. I wish, I, I wish, we need to start doing this on video because I can, <laughs> I can open up my wallet and there is a little notepad where I literally wrote out where I saw myself in five years. I want to be a project manager. I wrote out how I was going to do it. And for, for my particular career goal required degrees. So I had to go back to school. I wrote out every single thing. And every couple of months, I would go in my wallet and pull out that piece of paper to remind myself of why I was doing everything I was doing. Working so hard and going to school at night nonstop for all those years. And to see the, to complete that goal at four years instead of five was like... Oh. And I still carry that little notepad with wow. me. That little note in my wallet to remind me that if you set a goal and you are you can if you stick to it you can definitely achieve it yes when i don't know what my next five-year goal is but when <laughs> <laughs> i'm still trying to uh, get used to this project management life but you're yeah. really good at it though thank you that that was my my story about setting a goal i set a goal but you do have to write it out you know vision board journal it put it on a little sticky note mm-hmm. on your mirror whatever you need mm-hmm. to do but you have to see it so that you can actually achieve it okay mm-hmm. i i agree um vision board yes i have two vision boards mm-hmm. um i i did vision boards after my divorce because i was in an uncertain place where i needed guidance and i felt that if i have it have it in words mm-hmm. that it will manifest in my life like mm-hmm. like the secret remember like the yes, book secret yes. and everybody, po- everybody thinking, was talking about um, the secret yeah think about po- positive affirmations and yes. it's gonna come and I truly believe that mm-hmm. um but I will admit like the last time I really like spelled out my career goals was probably high school and I oh. said and this is what I did I, I credit me writing my career goals in high school because it was like the the like the senior book or where you at in 10 years yeah, yeah, yeah. and I believe in when I say where I'm at in 10 years I said I will be married I tell you well that was true and then I said I'll be married I will be a sex therapist oh I forgot about you <laughs> sex therapist and I will be making a hundred thousand plus mm-hmm. so of course, um, my life did not lead up to me being a sex <laughs> therapist. I don't know why I wanted to be the, the, the next black Dr. Ruth. That wasn't a, a podcast, a couple podcasts uh, back. Uh, back. But uh, <laughs> anyway, but I did hit, hit the $100,000 mark in real estate. And I was engaged at the 10-year mark where I... Uh, put out on paper that I was going to be married or what have you and be the sex therapist but I was that was a young 17 year old Shane and it had no experience of life never had a really good 
desk job. I right. had like summer jobs. So I didn't know what to expect out of life. And I, when I found out that all that education I needed to become a sex therapist, I was, I was like, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do that. I just thought it was all therapy. But when they talk about the medical aspect and the component, yeah. I was like, that's almost like I'm be a damn doctor. I don't want to do all Hello, that. Hello, it is a doctor. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, a therapist. But when you come to the medical aspect, was you know, then it was like therapy. It could get a little I'm complicated. I'm to ask you when you wrote out this goal, did you write out how what steps it takes to get there? No, and especially I was a virgin doing it, so I was clearly <laughs> horny and wanted to get something that I I, I wanted to get something that I was not at the mm-hmm. time. Like I was gonna be some great expert of me being a virgin. Anyway, yeah. going back to well, the topic I had, <laughs> that was what I put spelled out. But I will say that I got back on topic mm-hmm. or goal with my godfather, um, who is well known in the D.C. area uh, and has served under several um, mayors in the Washington, D.C. Uh, under his cabinet. And he helped me or, or helped me become organized and, and, and be a strategic thinker and think about strategy and helping others, helping our community and putting me in huge contracts and lobbying. Well, all when I was like early 20s, I had no idea that I was like having yes drinks with him and Mary Berry at the time. And I didn't even know who he was really that much, you know, mm-hmm. but it was he had those huge connections. So he kind of set the platform for me to develop a work ethic. Mm. Um, And we're going to talk about that in this episode of work ethic and career goals because it comes hand in hand. It is. What I wanted to point out is that um, the very first thing that you you need to consider is, number one, setting a realistic career goal. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to throw in the word realistic in tonight's topic. Yes, throw it in there. And then... um, like what I asked you already, you have to have a plan of action of how you plan to achieve this goal. You can't just say, you know what, I want to be an astronaut or I want to be a sex therapist without actually <laughs> considering uh, the, research. Uh, the research and the steps required. In, in my case, I wanted to be a project manager, but I had no background. So who's going to hire me with no experience? No one. So what steps do I have to take to get to this next career change? Mm-hmm. Does, those are the things you have to consider when you set in your goals. How are you going to get there? Right. Mm-hmm. So I can say at age 41 that I believe I have uh, accomplished one of my major goals, and now I just got a recent promotion. Mm-hmm. Congratulations! Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and um, persistence and hard work ethic, and being transparent and nice are mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. buckets of the, uh, throwing all that in the bucket to help me get the promotion um, that I had so desired, long desired and fought for for seven years. Um, and this is the head of uh, a huge department Yes. And I have several employees underneath my belt. She running things, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was challenges. Mm-hmm. And I will. I want to talk about that for the next person that aspires to climb that corporate ladder and things, the tools that I can help you help yourself to mm-hmm. become that next person running things. Because <laughs> it can happen. Yes, it can. Um, I want to stress work ethic. Um, last episode I talked about 
how I feel when someone sends me an email and I feel the onus to respond to them within that day. And if I don't respond to them, I'm still not going to beat myself up. But the next morning, I will start out with an apology. I'm sorry for the delay. And then answer their concern or their request or what have you. I think and I truly believe that you need to put yourself in other people's shoes when and, and, and act as if that you're a customer. How do you, how well do you want to be received? That's true. And I look at that on a customer service when I go to the store. I look at that everywhere I go. Like, how do I want to be treated? Mm-hmm. Uh, even with management, we have all had some really crappy managers. Indeed. But then we think about the good ones. And what's the what's the common theme or common uh, characteristic that, that of all your good managers they met, what was like the, the the best characteristic that why you think they were good at what they were doing? I felt like they were truly invested in my career goals, mm-hmm. my career growth. Excuse me. Um, my favorite manager to this day, um, I, he and I had a conversation often. He would always say to me, um, I'm going to teach you everything that I know mm. so that you can take my job. Mm. We talked about how a lot of managers are f- afraid of losing their positions, so they don't share everything with their team. They don't fully train a person because yes. they don't want someone to take their position. But he would always say to me, he was a director and I was a little technician. He was like, Daynette, one day I want you to have my job because if you take my job, that means I can move up. When mm. I... About three or four years later, it took me four years to go from technician to director. I didn't have his job per se, but I had, you know, we were co-workers at that time. I would teach my staff. I'm going to tell you everything that I learned over the last four years. Mm-hmm. And to this day, people were like, I can't, I love working for Danette. She's the greatest. She's going to teach you everything because mm-hmm. career, uh, career coaching and mentoring are critical parts of your career Absolutely. growth. And you need to be able to have yourself a a mentor who will teach you things and you want to as a manager not be afraid to teach your staff everything because everybody wants to move up you don't you can't be afraid that mm-hmm. someone's going to take your spot and was he nice oh my god he was so nice and that's the key that is the key mm-hmm. you can't be a hard militant <laughs> By the book, you have to have people skills. If you're in management, you have to have people skills and you have to have empathy. Yes, that's the word right there. So I am going to um, share with you some tips that has helped me get to my uh, uh, promotion and my career goal which I have can put a check mark and this mm-hmm. is a goal that I have up, officially obtained um, that you people need to have individual development plans which is like um, goals written out right. but not only goals is training we need training this is people so and people keep thinking they keep going to these conferences to absorb all the training because it's a way but there are also uh, training that you can do online. Yes, there's webinars. Webinars. And let me tell you, folks, when you have your resume and then there should be a section on your resume of training, mm-hmm. list all that training. They don't give a damn going that you went to the uh, the conference in uh, uh, Milwaukee. They don't. They don't care about the con- Even though you're getting all the, the going to classes and everything, do some other type of training you can do at your desk. Mm-hmm. I remember one a good manager I had, it was like, Shana, if you're bored, 
always go online and do like the webinar you yeah. said. And I would just start picking up doing webinars and doing like a, a hour and a half, two hour training courses, and it would just uh, uh, it would just accumulate on my resume of all these cl- all these classes that I did that I had to put it in two columns so it won't take up a lot of yes. space in my resume. Mm-hmm. But it looks so juicy and like you really invested in yourself. Yes. So that's why I want to encourage people. You don't have to have your boss sign off of your $1,200 conference to get this particular mm-hmm. training. Mm-hmm. There's uh, webinars out there for you to get that knowledge. So I would encourage you to do such so you can um, make your resume look really juicy yes. and, and noticeable that you are investing in your, uh, your learning. Mm-hmm. Invest in yourself. Yes. And yourself. So it's next one is career coaching, which Danette touched on briefly. I have a, <clears throat> a career coach, um, and I just I I was um, awarded this career coach through my leadership development program, which my agency offers, which was a competitive process to get into this program. I mean, folks, people. I was like thinking I was taking the SATs to try to get in this program. You would think, you know, because I had to go through rigorous, rigorous processes to get to me be accepted to this program. But do not be scared. Just I'll just always say, have faith and try. You never know what can what the outcome will be. And it actually has helped me in my career by me taking that risk and jumping mm-hmm. and getting putting myself out there because I have got greater return. But going back to career coaching, um, it's a, it's. A career coach is assigned to all the individuals in this program in my leadership development program and she is sharp I had I chose her we had a whole slew of uh, individuals that are professional career coaches and I chose her and she has been a, uh, an advocate for supporting me but one thing she a career coach I want to tell you is the difference between a career coach and being a mentor and I had mm-hmm. to learn this okay a career coach wants you you to come up with your own solution they don't tell you like a mentor like a mentor is like an advisor like a friend a colleague hey you should do this because we all have an opinion and we right. gonna say what you should do but a career coach will bring and ask you questions for you to come up with your own solution mm-hmm. so i'm not talking at her of oh woe's me woe's me what to do she's like so shana what do you think you should do and I'm like, well, why? Why do I have you in the first place? I know, but it actually develop listening skills on both parties because she hears me, right. and then she's repeating what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, oh, I get it, and then she's like, yeah, why don't you try that? I think you know that's that's a great great avenue. So it that's becomes amazing. more listening right. and more you being your own solution of fixing the problem right. than her telling you like a therapist. So right. I now know the difference thanks to my leadership program of career coaching and it has paid off. She has not told me, hey, you should apply for that job. She said, what do you think you should do? What mm-hmm. if you don't do it? Like, she like will bring out the raw stuff. I'm like, ow. <laughs> I like need- she helps you work the, the scenario out in your mind so you can figure out which, what's the yes, best choice. Yes, and I come to that conclusion. So mm-hmm. I would say career coaching. And then let's talk about interviews. Ooh, interviews. I'm sorry. We're talking about conducting interviews or being interviewed. We're talking about being interviewed because in order to to climb the corporate ladder, you have to have great presentation skills within the interview. So let's talk about that because I have a lot to talk about about (laughs) interviewing. Do you have anything to say about interviewing? I have not been on an interview in I've been at my, my firm about five years now. 
if I had to, if I was called to go to an interview tomorrow, I know that I'd have to do a lot of homework. Um, the very first thing I do is look up the, the agency or the firm that I'm going to find out some critical information. Correct. And then I, I usually try to do some practice questions, get someone who I trust to sit down with me and, you know, do a, a fake or uh, faux interview to make sure that I'm on, on top of my game. Hmm. But I have not done interviewing in, in many years. So please remind me, refresh <laughs> me. How does it go? So I have had... Uh, wow, three interviews in one year. I know, but they all were promotions, so it was like I had to do the external detail, I had an interview for that. Came back to my agency, I interviewed for a promotional detail, got that. Then, where I'm at now, interview. Receive that job, so mm-hmm. I guess I say I'm a, I'm a little I'm a little seasoned, but yeah. I also am uh, the the person to conduct the interviews and have noticed yes. things as me being a selecting official um, that give tips of improvement, mm-hmm. and I and I would like to give tips of improvement. First of all, people, please practice with somebody mm-hmm. before you get to the interview table because it more than likely people are doing now panel interviews and not doing one-on-one right sometimes people do a phone interviews and that's okay but even with you need to practice 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 you heard the cliche say practice makes perfect (laughs) you need to practice because i am i too even i'm a people's person i i get intimidated and scared mm-hmm. uh, to present in front of people. I had experience like that today, but I had to overcome my fear and do it. And the thing or the tip or advice I can I can convey in this episode is know the agency or the company that, that you're applying you, for. Do your research. Do Please some background do check. Do your research. I have had experiences with I ask people, well, tell me about my department. Right. And they will say, uh, well, I know you all do this. Mm-hmm. And it was like such the driest third grade response that I was like, no, you're a professional. You should know a little bit more. Do your homework. Right. I expect you to say, well, you have this many meetings in agency. You have this. Exactly. And give me wow me. Because that leads to the question of why do you want to work here? And you don't that, know anything about Always what we my do. final question when yes. I ask yes. the, the individuals, oh, why, why, would you, why do you want to work in my department? Right. And then yeah, so I would say do your research. Know their mission statement. I can't tell you every job that I had, I had went on their website to pick. I didn't know. I didn't memorize the whole paragraph mission statement. But I remember little bits and pieces, little bits and pieces mm-hmm. to say that I actually knew the mission statement. They, they didn't know I knew it verbatim, but I knew like, okay, like maybe like seven words out of that mission statement and they were able to pick up that I did some research and then know the actual department. Like, just study it. What, how many people do they have uh, on site? What exactly does everyone do? Just be someone that you want to learn all and you want to learn because you're so hungry for the job that you right. want to learn more about the job. So right. come in research prepared. Well, as a, as a 
a person who does interviews, um, the one thing I like to, or a little tip that I can give to people, mm-hmm. everybody gets nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it makes me uncomfortable when I see someone get so nervous that they literally are falling over themselves. So I always try to remind people to take a deep breath, relax. And I tell people, if, if, if we ask you a question and it stumps you, take a moment to just think about what you want to say have your that's why it's important to, to practice have your answers rehearsed a little bit so you know what you're going to say but if they stump you just take a deep breath relax and and be yourself that's what's most important as well yeah and then also i i just conducted the interview yesterday and the young lady wrote my questions so she could be able to answer the way that she needed to answer because right. sometimes we can get lost in our words of, right. of the first part of a question but it could be a two-part question right and and you could get confused i have gotten confused but she came in with paper and she wrote it down she took the time and then after she uh she thought about it she paused and then she was able to give me uh, an answer and it was a good one because she took the time to write and it's okay right that didn't take away any points from the interview but exactly. at least she knew okay I want to not have them repeat the question over and over again I don't mm-hmm. want to ask for examples I understand what you said I'm going to take the time to write it down mm-hmm. and I'm going to give you the response and we evaluate her from a response and it was pretty good so mm-hmm. I would say that would be another tip um, when you come to the interview come prepared with, with examples of who you are every interview I come to the table with 10 interesting facts of Shayna Daniel um, I would just like to pause here and say <laughs> Let me just give my disclaimer that when Shayna told me about these 10 interesting things about Shayna, I just looked at her like, I've been interviewing people for many years. I've been a manager for a long time. I've never heard of this in my entire life. Continue. Tell us about these interesting things. I think it's good because it humbles me. Um, I'm going to, I'm in a leadership position now, but I also have a life and I want them to to look at me with characteristics of inside the organization and outside as well. Am Mm -hmm. I a good person inside and out? Mm -hmm. That's key. So I want them to know that I have had leadership positions in college, in high school. Um, I have been featured on the news. These are traits that I think is unique to me. Mm -hmm. And you want to be set apart from the rest of the group. So why why fall into the norm? Right. Do something that's going to make you stand out. And on top of that, I will always have an email accolade from someone in, in higher management along with the 10 interesting facts of Shayna <laughs> Daniel to put a stamp on my accomplishment and what I'm capable of doing and mm-hmm. I can do the job. Mm-hmm. That would be another point. And then any kind that's of samples of, of your work. Your work. Mm-hmm. Put in a nice binder, folder, make it real nice. I'm telling you, more times I have known and I have mentored other people in my agency, nine times out of ten they got the job because they took the time to put the samples together. And I will I will I will mention this. Do not give them the samples at the beginning of the interview. Get the samples at the end so that that's takeaways for them to keep right. thinking about you. 
after the after interview. The That's the key, people. I'm giving you tips mm-hmm. because you don't want to put something in front of them and it takes away from your good, juicy response to the answer. Right. You, you want, don't want them glancing you don't through, your, do that. through your samples while you're talking. You don't want to do you that. You want to give it to them after they've already gotten an impression exactly, of you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And have strong strengths and weaknesses. That's the question. <laughs> That's so important. I'm just that these are questions yeah. that management we we pull some off online. Mm-hmm. We use we ask other colleagues that have interviewed and then we kind of pick the best ones that we want to ask. Please come up with some really good uh examples of strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, not the basics. Please. Not dependable, reliable. Come out with okay, I'm the if you want to say you're dependable, which is a good strength, I'm dependable for this reason. I have did this right. and did it give examples behind example. that. Yes. You know what's another good thing that I, I like to do at the end of an interview when, um, after I've asked all my first of all have follow up questions. Yes. I know you were going to get to that. Have some follow up questions and then um, at the end I always like to ask the people what do you like about working here mm-hmm. or what do you like about your department what can I expect and then just I like to see how mm-hmm. they interact with me and I honestly I look for that little gleam of like I really like my job I want to see that in your eyes like well yeah this this department is really great and we do this this and this instead of well you know it's good here then I know also whether or not I want the job if they <laughs> offer it to me <laughs> that's a good point that's a real good point. Like, um, you definitely want to ask those questions um, and, and catch them off guard to see where the, where their honesty, their truth is. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an interview in, in general anyway. But um, let's talk about mentors. I think people, mentors and coaching. I have several mentors. I do. Mm-hmm. I have my godfather who's always been my uh, professional and a life coach. I have several individuals that are senior executive um, in the government that are my mentors. And it also has some mid-management, mid-level management um, mentors as well. And these people who are sharp in certain areas and I can grow and and strengthen my skill set by talking to them, being around them. You another key thing is you cannot be in this group of individuals that are not like-minded. Yes, that's that's very key. And you have to explore your your group within your agency. You have to participate in the corporate picnic Mm -hmm. and do certain things you may not want to but i i i I believe that it is advantageous for you to do that because you will be seen as a team player exactly there have been people that i know that hard worker but never go to any of the corporate events and they're often forgotten Mm -hmm. but if you're the person that will be there, always willing to assist mm-hmm. to get the draw the job, the project, or whatever. Being if it's a minimal project to a large scope project, you want to be thought of first. Exactly. And when you often thought of first, then that's a good sign. It's an indicator that people rely and trust right. you. And when things come up, 
they'll think about you first mm-hmm. when when there's an opportunity mm-hmm. they will think about you first because you'll be thought of as a person who is always willing to help mm-hmm. who doesn't mind getting rolling up their sleeves and doing a little bit extra yes you are a team player right because mm-hmm. majority of my jobs i was sought after mm-hmm. i always like my work speak for itself right. um and that's what what i have carried throughout my whole career being I've been in the government for 11 years, I'm surprised. And started from being a secretary and working my way up to where I'm at, the level I'm at now, uh, I let my work speak for itself. Um, and every job that I have, no matter how I couldn't stay in it, I excelled at it. You Like, if you're a secretary, be the best damn secretary mm, out there. Amen. That's it right there. And then want more. Like, do all the work if you get your work done in two hours be like hey can I help you with something be the person that you okay can you, you need help mm-hmm. can I help such and such be that person that's thirsty for more because they're gonna be like wow she needs another another position another grade because she can handle more responsibility exactly. that's what you want to convey to senior leadership that's Give how me, you get noticed yeah mm-hmm. that's how you get noticed and 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 that's what has paid off me and I am appreciative. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) And I still have more goals that I want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And and that's why it's important to set short-term goals and long-term goals. So, (laughs) excuse me, like I said, I I haven't set my next five-year goal. But my short-term goals um, are are already laid out. I haven't written them on my note. They're not in my wallet. But they are on my desk. So I know which small little things I want to achieve next while I decide you know if when another reason i don't know what i would say if i went to an interview and they asked me Mm -hmm. where do you see yourself in five years i don't know what i would say because i'm still basking in the glow of achieving this this major goal that i got to now like i'm doing what i want to do what do i want to do next yeah that's that's what i'm just experiencing yes, now i'm yeah. about to go into my dream job and then then it's like what do you do what do you do next and then we accomplished this so early right because I often get that from older professionals. Like, you have achieved so much in a short period of time. I was a genius, this, 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 when I was like 50. I'm like, well, that was your goal. Yeah. That was your your, your <laughs> walk and your career path. That wasn't mine. Right. I was a go-getter, honey. I was mm. going to the next level quickly. But, yeah. But, you know what? Before we um, end the episode, you didn't talk about changing careers. Like, oh, yeah. that's something I think that you need to say to the audience because some people may not may not want to be where they're at right now. That is true. So, if you do find yourself in a position where you just don't see yourself growing, this is not the place where you want to retire from. Um, I think I've said this in a, in another episode. It's never too late to make a change. Where in my case, I had 15 years of experience in um, a specific technology, and I did not want to do tech, that technology anymore. I wanted. To, I've always been a manager, but I was pigeonholed because of what I used to do. So I decided to switch over to something else where I could be the the type of manager and manage things the ways that I wanted to. So I decided this is what I want to do. How do I do it? Well, like Shana said, I was always uh, volunteering 
And any type of event they have at the firm, I was making sure that I was always there. If it's a Saturday yes. event, the, the kids' holiday party, or when we do uh, clean up in the park, whatever it is, I'm doing my what they call is citizenship duty to the firm and being a part of our firm culture so I could get noticed. And when I was close to finishing my degree, they came to me and said, we're going to create this position for you because we know this is what you want to do. And all of my coworkers and my, in the tech department were like, yeah, Dana, you're, you're, we, you can do this. You're already doing so much. You're so great at what you do. You're going to be amazing. You'll excel. And I was just like, wow, people actually noticed they everybody knew what I was what I was going to school for and what my plan was, but I didn't know that I had so many cheerleaders. It just oh, really it it made good. me feel really, really nice. Even uh, today we were talking about um, there's a lot of restructuring going on at my job, and people are moving offices. And I was given an office just recently, and somebody in another department was like, "Well, I don't understand why she has an office." Ooh. My coworkers came to my defense, like, "Oh no." Daynette needs an office. She's got work to do. She does this, this, and that. And Daynette, you deserve it. And, I, and don't you let them take your office. And I was like, well, well, thank you. Like, it's really nice to be recognized for the work that that I'm doing, and also to have that um, that faith in me that my upper management saw that I had the ability to get the job done. So they took a chance, and it's paying off. But. So their reputation. Yes. My reputation. And that's another reason why <laughs> I don't know if I could leave. If I, I, I think about leaving a lot, but my reputation in the firm, if I were to go to them and say that I want to leave, they probably give me, you know, a golden carpet just because mm-hmm. my, like you said, my work speaks for, speaks for itself. And I do 150%. Like I give my all yeah. to make sure that no matter what, if it's got Daynette's name on it, you know, it's going to be good. And that's how people come to me. Like I want Daynette on my project right? because she's going to take care of it. You gotta, you gotta protect your reputation. Yes. That's important. Um, in your career, you want to be known for being reliable. Exactly. Um, you want people to come to you because they know you, that you can deliver. Mm-hmm. And also just your personality, too. I'm a sweetheart at what I do, <laughs> even though um, I, I snap fingers. Because you're an alpha male, boo. Yes, I do get <laughs> things done, but people don't mind jumping for me, you know? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, well... Um, I found a couple quotes resonating with career goals. And um, I know many people have heard this. Like, find out what you you like doing best and get someone to pay you for doing it. Oh. Well, yeah. (laughs) But you have... Some people take jobs and they have to work their way up. And then it takes time. Mm -hmm. But I like this quote. Um, and it's from Get Landed. All progress takes place outside the comfort zone. Say that again. All progress oh. takes place outside the comfort, the comfort zone. zone. That's amazing. Isn't that? I was wow. like, oh my God. And this actually, you know, helps me in my own personal <laughs> life. Um, and so, yes. Like, I have been uncomfortable mm-hmm. through this journey that has got me here often. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> good management, bad management, good colleagues, bad colleagues, but I can... Ah, eh, progress takes place outside the comfort zone. I think that's it. I, I can't top that. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, 
yeah i'm not even going to try that that quote right there just sums up our career goals episode yes so yes i i want people to start writing their career goals Mm -hmm. aka vision boards whatever you journal journal um whatever you see fit but if you have it on your heart and mind that you want to do something just like my quote says, all progress take place outside the comfort let's zone. Let's get uncomfortable, guys. Yes. Let's be uncomfortable. Take a chance. Oh, look at her with uncomfortable face. I like. know, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, let's get uncomfortable with that. <laughs> hey, even though we don't like it, uncomfortable doesn't feel good. But mm. yes, we all have to go through that journey, that, that is, walk. It can to get be to peace. so rewarding in it, the end. Absolutely. Yes. I'm, a t- I'm, I'm a testimony of it. Mm-hmm. Me so, too. yes, yes, you are. Because I had to force you to stay to get your <laughs> master's, and that was uncomfortable for you. But you got it, girl. You got it done. I'm here. Yes. So, thank you, everyone, for listening to our episode seven podcast. And I just want to encourage you that if you do have comments or suggestions or any feedback please, mm-hmm, please let do. us know you can reach out to us at instagram or facebook or you can email us at she got goals podcast at gmail.com yes listen tonight's episode we just wanted to encourage you we hope that you feel encouraged if you um have any suggestions again like Shana said reach out to us and as always it's been a pleasure Toodaloo. <laughs>